in Matthew chapter 6, um, verses 9 through to 14, you'll see the Lord's Prayer, and you will see that line, verse 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And that's what we're going to consider this evening. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And if we had to put a title on this evening's talk, it would simply be this, that Christ is our warrior king, and he will lead us through the battle. Christ is our warrior king, and he will lead us through the battle. And our problem is, as we come to this passage, that we often don't realize that we are in a battle. As Christian people, we forget that we are in a battle. We tick along doing many different things in church, but we forget that we are in the midst of a battle. And then the second mistake that we often commit is that we think that we can fight this battle on our own. And the third mistake is that we think or we misidentify who our enemy is. We misidentify who our enemy is. I don't know if uh, many people in the congregation, perhaps some of the younger folk have been airsofting. What is airsofting? Airsofting is whenever you pretty much get to dress up like an army man and run about a field with a gun that shoots hard plastic bullets at people or little plastic balls. And uh, one of the joys of team bonding uh, and being part of a rugby team is that often they take us along to this. I don't know why. It's to prove who's willing to maybe run and um, get uh, shot at from several different angles. But one evening they'd taken us to go... Uh, Airsofting, and this game was capture the flag, so we had to defend this base, and there was a little ridge on it, uh, and out on the field there was uh, lots of different obstacles, pallets and tires all around the place, uh, uh, and me and a couple of other guys were up on this ridge, and everything was fairly straightforward. The fellas were trying to attack us, and, and you could see them coming, and you just shot them. They put their hand up, and they had to go all the way back to the start and try again. So we were sitting there having great fun, picking the fellas off as they come up the field, and little did we know that a guy had uh, crawled, committed, committed this fellow was, all the way up the side and was now right behind us. And in the middle of our laughing and joking, here he popped up and he absolutely riddled me. I know, I can still feel where he hit me, off the back of my leg, absolutely the whole way up, little spacing, every little bit where the bullet had hit me every time up the back of my leg. And you see, I was totally unaware of the danger that lay behind me. Totally unaware laughing and joking, watching the enemy coming, and yet all the enemy was right behind me. And often in our Christian life, in our Christian walk, that's the way it can be for us that we misidentify the enemy, or perhaps we don't even recognize where the enemy is. We are unaware of the danger. And tonight, brother and sister in Christ, this is a wake-up call to us. This sixth petition is a wake-up, brother, arise from your spiritual nap. Sister, open your eyes from your slumber. Here we are in the midst of a live battlefield. And you see, our enemy here this evening, our enemy wants to destroy you, and he wants to destroy your family, and he wants to destroy this church this evening. And our enemy is real. Read about it in Ephesians chapter 6. This is real this evening. And he wants to destroy us. So we must be on our lookout. Evil is near. Darkness is all around us. But as we, as we start to lean into this topic this evening, we have to be really careful. And a comment from Al Muller here is really, really helpful for us because we have to tread really carefully over this ground, over, over it with caution. Because there's two, there's two things that can happen to us here this evening. Often, Either this is the first mistake, often he says demonic forces 
and the reality of darkness is overlooked and not talked about, which is a fault. That's one that it's not talked about. We, we ignore it. But similarly, on the other hand, we can overreact and we can become fanatical about the devil and evil spirits and darkness. So as we tread into this tonight, we have to be really careful on both sides that we don't go one way or the other. And a, a very helpful insight into this, if you're a keen reader, is C.S. Lewis's book, uh, Screwtape Letters. And in that uh, book, Lewis writes these words. There are two equal and opposite errors that we can often fall into. One is to disbelieve the existence of darkness and Satan uh, uh, and the demons. And the other is to believe and have an excessive, unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased, this is darkness, is equally pleased by both errors, either a materialist or a magician, with the same delight. So that's our word of caution as we, as we walk into this this evening, that we don't want to be on either side of that, but that we see the reality and we don't fascinate on it. So our first point, lead us not into temptation, lead us not into the place of trial and petition. Perhaps you think this evening, this is a really strange verse in Scripture. Why is it that we have this prayer? Why does Jesus say to his disciples, lead us not into temptation? Surely our God and our Father cannot do so. We read in James chapter 1, 13, it says this, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. and He himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So, we have to draw a distinction this evening, a distinction between trial and temptation. Lead us not into temptation, lead us not into trial. Because James then, also in chapter 1, and in verse 2 to 4, says that we have to count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So what is the difference between a trial and the difference between a temptation this evening? A trial or a test is this. A trying circumstance or a difficult situation orchestrated in our lives by God. Say that again. A trial or a test is a trying circumstance or a difficult situation orchestrated in our lives by God. A temptation is an invitation to sin, an encouragement to engage in something contrary to God's law. So we recognize how these two are different, and then we can see the seriousness of this plea. Okay? So we have a trial and temptation, and Jesus here is asking his disciples. Men, you've got to pray this. This is not something you take lightly. Why? Because in Matthew chapter 5, we see, uh, as Jesus begins the Sermon on the Mount, we see it in verse, uh, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Men, I want you to be led away from temptation, away from places of trial, so that you can see God. This is serious. Remember, Jesus is saying this just after the back of his own test and on the back of it. He's just come out of the wilderness. He's just had a, a, a difficult, grueling encounter with the enemy. And he has succeeded. Jesus has succeeded where Adam fell. And here he pleads, men, you want to be led away from this. When we think of tests in Scripture, it is often commonplace, isn't it? Adam was tested. We see how Abraham was tested with Isaac. We think of Job and how he was tested. We can think of how Jonah was tested. Tests are all through Scripture. And we recognize as Christians, we are likely to face tests. Tests will come our way. 
But we pray, Father, do not lead us there. Give us the ability to overcome them. A little helpful illustration for this is the story of the teacup. We'll have to use our imaginations a little bit for this one. But the story of the teacup goes something like this. The teacup was once part of a big lump of clay. And and the master comes and takes him out of the lump of clay. And he thinks, I don't want to leave my friend. And the master takes him and he puts him onto something. And the little bit of clay starts thinking to himself, I'm going round and round and round. And he starts getting prodded. This is sore. This hurts. And I've been pulled into places and into shapes and different ways that I don't really want to be going. And, and what's going on here? What, 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 what's going on? What is, the, what is the master doing to me? What's he doing to me? And then he gets a little break. And he thinks, thank, thank goodness that's okay. And then the master lifts him down again and he starts to prod at him again and move him and, and push him in different directions. And he puts a lot of water over the top of him. And then he sets him back and he thinks, well, thank goodness that one's over. And then he lifts him down again and he starts to poke and he starts to prod him and he pulls him many different directions and he's starting to put this, this thing on him that's choking him and, he, and he's starting to get caught up with all the fumes. And he thinks to himself, what is going on? And he's sat back on the shelf. One last time he's taken off the shelf. And this time he's placed in the, a display cabinet. And for the first time ever, this little piece of clay sees himself. And this time he's a beautiful, beautiful decorated teacup. And he thinks to himself, that's what was going on. Whenever I didn't understand what the master was doing to me, whenever I didn't understand all the trials that I was going through, all the, all the positions that I didn't want to go into, all the, the different trials that I was undercoming, all the different tests, whenever I couldn't understand it, the master was turning me into something beautiful. I was in his hands. And he was working and shaping and molding me. And often that is an image of us in life. We go through trials and testings. We don't know what's happening to us, and it's painful. We can question the master, what is going on? But there God is shaping and molding us. So in the midst of our tests, we trust God. We rely upon him. We know that he is good. And we pray then with this petition, Father, lead us not into temptation. Father, lead us not into times of testing. Father, don't test us. Help us. Be with us. And it flows out of give us our daily bread, naturally, as Jesus has already explained. We are relying upon Jesus every day. Give us our provision. And then flowing from this, we see that our temptations are real. And they're a daily threat to us, aren't they? Temptations are everywhere. Our temptation to sin And we're watching that we don't walk into sin constantly. Because temptations will flare its ugly head. The temptation to lie about. The temptation to lust over. The temptation to gossip about. The temptation to harbor bitterness, as we have thought about. Or the temptation to be lazy, to be selfish. What about the temptation to reject the authority of Scripture this evening? What about the temptation to make worship about us and not about God? See, brother and sister tonight, we are in a fantastic, great battle. And we thank the Lord that we are on his side. We thank the Lord that he's on our side. But we must not underestimate the power of our enemy. We must be alert. We must be on our guard. Ephesians If you have your thumb in Ephesians chapter 6, what does Ephesians chapter 6 tell us about? It tells us about the the armor of God. 
to be prepared for this battle that we're going to fight. And what do we need for that? We need God's word. In the midst of the temptation, in the midst of uh, Jesus' trial and testing, what does he use? He used the very word of God against the enemy. In the midst of our temptations, in the midst of our daily threat, we need God's word. And friends, we must understand that we need God's help as much as we need his word. We are unable to withstand this temptation alone. We cannot push against the world and the flesh and Satan. And notice them three distinctions, the world, the flesh, and Satan. We cannot push against them ourselves. We need his help. We are asking God to guide us, to lead us. Father, we need your leadership. We need your guidance. We need your protection this evening. He's the great shepherd. He's the one who leads us. He protects us from the lion and from the bear. So we ask tonight, shepherd, go before us, go around us, so that we may follow you. And brothers and sisters, this is for the long haul. All the days that we face on earth, every day, every single day that we face, we will be tempted. There's no quick fix. So Father, we need your word. Help us. We need to endure. And we need to pray that the Lord would deliver us. Look at Ephesians here. Look at towards the end of it. Verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. It's Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. We need prayer. Brother and sister tonight, we need to be aware that we need to pray. Whenever this house meets for prayer, we need to be here. We need to represent one another. We need to bear one another. This is a, 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 an individual prayer, but it's also a corporate. Father, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Deliver my brother and sister from temptation. Deliver the young person in our church family. Deliver the senior person in our church family. Deliver our mums and our dads. Deliver our grannies and our grandas, our aunties and uncles, our nieces and our nephews. Deliver us from evil and from the temptation of the evil one. We need prayer as we fight against this this evening. And brother and sister, tonight probably some of us are thinking to ourselves, well, where are the areas of temptation in my life? And can I encourage you this evening to identify where they are. And if you can't speak to a spouse, speak to a mother or a father, speak to someone in the church that can help you, where is it that you're weak? Where is it that you're vulnerable to attack? Where does the enemy know how to crawl up behind you? Where's your blind spot this evening? Because it's important for you, it's important for your family, it's important for your spouse, it's important for our church that we know where we are weak. Where can the enemy blindside us this evening? And a lot of this boils down to how do we deal with sin? What is our attitude towards sin? How seriously do we deal with sin this evening? Do we just flight over it and think it'll be okay? Do we dabble with it? Do we sort of put our toe into it a little bit? Think it'll be okay? Do we see the seriousness of sin? In the light of this prayer, whenever Christ prays this with the disciples, 
Do we see that he's saying to them, man, you've got to kill sin. Friends tonight, we've got to kill sin. Brother, whatever it is in your life, you need to kill it. Whatever it is that's holding you back from the Lord, whatever sin that you're going to, you need to kill it. And sister, you need to do the same. Whatever it is, kill that sin this evening. You are in a battle. And this passage brings us a great warning as well. The sixth petition, lead us not into temptation. We do not know, brothers and sisters, the day and hour that our first temptation may lead to a path that will take us far, far away from God. Psalm 1, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the wicked, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. This is a progression. Sin takes us away from our Father in heaven. It leads us down a path. And we must be aware that today that we will not walk away from him. Jesus, we need you today. Give us our daily bread. We will not walk away from him. So friends, Satan will come this evening. He will come tomorrow morning. He will come tomorrow afternoon. Perhaps he'll put a temptation before you. Or maybe it's just your own evil heart. The desire of your heart. Our selfishness will raise its ugly head. It will say to us, I want that. It will entice us. It will call to us. It will appeal to us like it did in the garden. Friends, we need to resist this, not in our own or on our own, but with Christ. We pray, Father, please lead us not into temptation. And if we doubt how serious sin is, flip back with me, sorry, about uh, back and forth into Matthew. Look at Matthew chapter 5, verse uh, 29 through to 30. Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 through to 30. And it's in the same passage, in the same flow that Jesus is teaching. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for the whole part to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than your whole body to go into hell. There's many things that Christ is teaching through that passage. But one simple thing is this. We cannot tolerate sin. We cannot tolerate temptation. Friend, we must flee it this evening. So what do we do? We pray, Father, help us. We pray with a brother or a sister, Father, help us. We pray with a friend and we pray as a church, Father, help us. We want to be faithful to you. We want to, we want to thrive in this battle, but we need you and we need each other. Our second point, the second part of our petition, deliver us from evil or deliver us from the evil one. R.C. Sproul uh, talks about the Greek grammar in this. He is an expert and I am not and Sproul talks about it and he says that this can be translated as evil or the evil one. And here it is simply a plea, Father, take us from darkness and bring us to light. Lead us away from the evil one. Deliver us from him. There's the evil one who roams around and seeks whom he may devour. Father, help us. The Heidelberg Catechism summarizes it like this. We are weak. We cannot stand a moment. We are in a great battle with the devil and the world and the flesh. Preserve us. Strengthen us. Unite us. 
until the victory is complete. You see, brother and sister, we fall short so easily. Our hearts are prone to evil. We are prone to walk away from God. And if left to ourselves, we will be lost. Left to our own devices, we will wander away from him. We will wander to sin. We will be selfish. We will give our heart over to our heart's desires. We will not want to walk with Christ. So we are pleading with him daily, Jesus, walk with us, walk beside us, guide us, lead us out of temptation, lead us out of darkness. Spirit, aid us, help us. When I am weak, help me. When I go to sin, take it away from me. Father, when I'm prone to lose my anger, deal with me, settle me. When I'm prone to run to that sin that I love, Father, take me and redirect my footsteps. Lead me away from darkness. Deliver me. Help me. So, brother and sister, as we pray and pray and as we close tonight, we have to see that temptation is real. How do we fight it? We fight it with the word of God. We need his help. We need him every hour. And we need deliverance. We need God. And brothers and sisters, we need each other this evening. We can't do this alone. That's the beauty of church. That's the beauty of being part of the church family here at Hill Street. We need one another. We need to be able to pray for one another. This needs to be a place where if someone is struggling, that we can just say, can I pray with you for a moment? Texting somebody during the week. I know you've had a difficult week. How can I pray for you? How can I help you? Calling with a family member. Seeking someone's help is often something that we're not very good at. Just asking your elder. Asking someone that you trust. Please pray with me. I can't tell you the details of all that I'm going through. But will you pray for me? Will you help me? We need prayer. This place is a place of prayer. We thank God for the prayer meetings that are here. And it is vital. Why? Because we are like a regiment. We're like a regiment that's been sent into battle this evening. And we need Christ to lead us in that battle. The hymn writer puts it in Onward Christian Soldier that he will go before us. Some of the words go like this. Like a mighty army moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading. We're the saints of God. We are not divided. All one body we. One in hope and doctrine. One in charity. We go together. So person across the pew from us, person that sits in the middle and at the other side or in the balcony, we pray for one another this week. Father, we pray for the young ones that will go and bring the gospel to many different places. We pray for each other in this place. This is a house of prayer. And whenever we meet, you want to be here. You want to represent your family. You want to represent yourself. And you want to meet to pray for your brothers and sisters. We are a place that loves the Lord. And we are very aware of the battle that we are in. There's darkness all around us. And as we said at the very start, we don't always know where it is. But it can be right beside us. It can be behind us. And we're praying, Father, lead us away from this. Shield us, protect us. As we close, Abram went through a horrendous testing. And it was on Mount Miriam that he was tested just as he was about to have to kill his own son, God provided. He 
provided a ram for him. And Mount Miriam in the Bible would later become known as Calvary, where God would provide another sacrifice in the midst of testing. God would provide his only son for us, the one who would deliver us, our warrior king who would crush the head of Satan, who would bind the strong man. And friend, that is who we serve. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. And he rules over all. He is our king. That is whom we serve. And he has given us his spirit this evening. So as we go into this battle, we are aware, but we do not fear. We go in Christ's strength and not our own strength. We go trusting him and pleading to him, Jesus, keep us by your side. Let us walk beside you, behind you, before you. Be all around us. Help us through the power of your spirit. We can't do this alone. Friend, tonight, if you think that you can face the temptation of the evil one and darkness alone, you're mistaken. You need Christ. You need the warrior king. And we are sure that he will one day take us and deliver us safely home. Be sure of that tonight. In the midst of your trial, be sure of Christ's provision. In the midst of the darkest hour of temptation, be sure of Christ. Run to him this evening. Cling to him. And pray to our Father, deliver us from evil.